0: You may be seated. I love our reading of our psalm today. We're going to read Psalm 20, and there's verses 1 through 9 in this one. It's titled The Assurance of God's Saving Work, and this is a psalm of David. We begin in verse 1. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desires and fulfill all your purposes. We will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save Lord, may the King answer us when we call. That's the word of the Lord. Well, we've got some announcements for you. First of all, we've got on the 19th this week, Thursday, Shirley, she birthday. Give her a hand. Today is a big day of pastor appreciation for Pastor Justin and his family, so that's going to be awesome. And we have potluck afterwards, so just stick around. There's always a lot of food, and I was back there snooping, and there is a lot of food, so it smells really good, whatever's cooking, so it's going to be good. So even if you didn't bring anything, make sure you stay. We always have plenty for everybody. Um, Thursday, we have our uh, Unite to Unite couples ministry that my wife, Sean, and I will be doing. That's at 7 o'clock back in the fellowship hall, and uh, this week's topic is on communication, and Sean's got a fun little activity. I I guarantee you're going to laugh, so I I laughed when she was trying it on me, so it'll be good. (laughs) Um, Wednesday night, we've got uh, Bible studies, 6.30, dinner for the kids, and then adults start at 6.45, and then the kids are at 7.00. Uh, Women's book club is on Thursday the 19th. That is at 6:30 in the adult Bible study room. And then coming up in a week or so, we've got on the 28th shop till you drop. And I think uh, Lois was handing out some little things for the women on that, so check that out. And then the 29th, uh, we have nur- uh, the, our church is doing the service at the nursing home. That's at 2:30, so we're all welcome to get up there and help sing and and uh, bless those people at the nursing home. Uh, the 31st, we have Trunk or Treat here at the church, and it was a big hit last year. And if you got any questions, talk to uh, Mama Jessica. But if you want to bring some candy and drop it off, last year we had hundreds of people that came and we ran out of candy, I think, right? So I know, I see she's got the word out on Facebook already, so it should be get a lot of kids and a lot of people in here and just give them a, a place to go and and uh, a safe place in, on that night, so... Uh, and then November 5th, I see we have a Baptism Sunday coming up. So if you'd like to be baptized, please talk to Pastor Justin and get
1: set up with that. Good morning. I have an update for um, our kids' church on Wednesday night. They are going to the Pumpkin Patch this Wednesday with Apple and Jessica. And they will pick them up after school. So tell them to wait out front for them. We are providing dinner and adults will meet at their normal time at 6.45. I want to thank Pastor Brian uh, this morning for this message. Because I had my message completely written out, totally done. First time ever, Saturday was done, conclusion, everything. It was beautiful. And then Pastor Brian preached on John chapter 7, and I was, or John chapter 10 last week. And I was like, all right, I got to go that way, so... I appreciate you. Um, But we were gathered here this morning for um, Pastor Appreciation Sunday, and I want to thank, uh, we truly do appreciate Pastor Justin and Jessica, because not only are they our pastors in many ways, they are our friends, they are spiritual fathers, they are our disciples, they are our leaders, they are our shepherds, Um, and they have been the biblical model of loving Living and shepherding well and loving well when life, in many ways, is unwell. And I'm thankful for our good Shepherd, Jesus, and our earthly Shepherd, Pastor Justin and Jessica, who model Christ as the good Shepherd so well. So, as you can probably guess, and Loges gave it away, the title of my message is "The Good Shepherd." Uh, reading from uh, John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10 says. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep and all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The true shepherd protects and promotes life, while the false shepherd takes it away. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Shepherds in those days their their very lives revolved around their sheep, and there was only one entrance and one exit to the sheep pens, and they were the door. They were the door for the sheep pens. They would lay their body on the ground and in the mud. Uh, to keep the sheep in and, and the wolves out. This is not a glamorous job. This is not a job where you, no one grows up and says, you know what, I wanna be a, a door. But what is the job of a door? It is the difference between safety and danger. It, it classifies what is our home and what separates us from the world. It separates light. In darkness, it separates um, those who we want in and those who we want out. The door is not a glamorous job, but it is a needed job. It is a job of protection. It is a job of laying, of being the first line of defense. And the good shepherd is just that. He says, all who come before me are thieves and robbers, and there are many thieves and robbers that are among us today, false shepherds that have come in through trickery, whether it be not preaching the full gospel or preaching what the sheep want to hear, or those with smooth and soft voices and feel-good messages, but in in the end lead people away from God, or that be through violence and destruction. The devil is no longer hiding. He is fully committed to stealing, killing, and destroying, and he does not care if we see him do it. But well, they both are trying to steal away the sheep and the very children of God. You see, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So, what is the abundant life? It is above all a contented life. Our contentment is not based on the fact that, is based on the fact that God is above every emergency and is able to provide all our needs according to his riches and glory. You see, the abundant life isn't necessarily a long life or a comfortable life or a rich life, but it is a life of satisfaction and contentment in Christ that all we need is Jesus, and he will take care of the rest. And continuing, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. But I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus says it quite plainly, and there's no mistaking. He says, I am the good shepherd, and he is the good shepherd, and he is the head of all good shepherds. So what does a good shepherd do? A good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. There are many shepherds that would take risk for their sheep. They would cross rivers for their sheep. But I guarantee you it was hard to find someone that would lay down their life for their sheep. The hireling would not defend his sheep and thinks that the flock exists only for his benefit. But the good shepherd lives and dies for the good of the sheep. The good shepherd sacrifices for the sheep. Christ willingly sacrificed his life for us all and died for us all. And the good shepherd knows his sheep individually jesus knows us perfectly and personally we are not just a number or just a sheep that's part of the flock he knows us personally and he knows us individually and the good shepherd is known by the sheep he did not come to be mysterious or distant but came to be fully known and i'm grateful that our pastor so gratefully lives out these four characteristics of the Good Shepherd. Our pastor and his family, they sacrifice their time for us. They sacrifice their sleep for us. They sacrifice their mental health, their well-being, their wants, and their desires for us. Our pastor knows us individually and personally, and he has shown up time and time again from hospital, Hospital visits, more than a few times for the Conine family. Um, I remember uh, uh, back in February, I come out and I am white as a ghost. And Pastor looks at me and says, is she pregnant? No, not that time. But clearly, I was nervous, but he was there every time. uh, To home visits, to hot meals, and Jessica's love language being feeding, Believe it or not, I was 30 pounds lighter at one point, but to Jessica's hard work and dedication, the Lord, the the food has paid off uh, to counseling and teaching uh, Wednesday night Bible study. And if you have not been a part of Wednesday night Bible study, I tell you, you need to go. The last two Wednesdays, Kira and I have been a part, and it has been uh, such a blessing Uh, to discipling or disciplining, I'm not sure, because of MIP. We really can toss the coin there, but uh, just taking time week in and week out to disciple and uh, this one, Pastor Brian and Kira and I, uh, to praying for us day in and day out, our pastor knows us individually, and we know our pastor. Our pastor does not put on a mask or pretend to be something that he's not, broken or whole, joyful or in pain. He bears all and shows all, and we are grateful for your vulnerability and your heart for us. And our pastor stands in the pulpit every Sunday and unapologetically, unapologetically preaches the Word of God, that they're a family that care for us, that pray over us, that love us, that watch over us, that warn us and protect us. We are grateful for you all. And he continues, and as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. See, Christ is a good shepherd because of his relationship was rooted in God the Father. And the same is true for our pastor, that he loves us, he cares for us, he nourishes us, and he feeds us, not out of himself, but out of his relationship with God, out of his prayer closet, out of his time spent in the Word, and we are grateful for a man of God that that preaches the word of God, but also knows the word of God and teaches the word of God because he lives in the word of God. In John 10 through 16, he says, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, and them I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd, that there is one fold, and there is one shepherd, and there is unity found in the fold of Christ, that there are no denominational lines or hierarchy in heaven. There's not a Pentecostal section over here and a Baptist section over there and those that have been saved for their whole life since they could walk over here and those that gave their life to God at the end of their life over there. We are all in one fold and under one shepherd and we are united under Christ as Pastor Brian preached last week. And John uh, 10 through 17 says, therefore my Father loves me And because I lay down my life that I may take it up again, no one takes it from me, but I lay down my life, and I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. That Jesus willing self sacrifice, that Jesus had the power only, only Jesus had the power to lay down his life, and only Jesus had the power to take it up again. We serve the only God that is victorious over death, Mohammed. Is dead, Buddha is dead, all the gods of Hinduism are dead, and we serve the God that is victorious over death, hell, and the grave. That we serve the only true God, that we serve the God, the only God that ever rose from the dead by his power and by his might and by his strength. And he says, Therefore, there was a division among the Jews because of these sayings, and many of them said, He has a demon and he is mad. And why do you listen to him? And others said, these are not my words. These are not the words of one who who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? You see, Jesus was accused of being demon-possessed and insane. And there was a divide of who Jesus says either he is, who he says he is, or he is insane. But the words of Jesus were not of a madman, but of someone that had supreme sanity. You see, every word that Jesus spoke was from the mouth of God, and he said nothing that was out of line with the Father, and that the deeds of Jesus were not that of a maniac, but they were utterly unselfish, that he did nothing out of selfish ambition or deceit. In all things, he served to bring the gospel forth, to bring the kingdom of, of heaven at hand. And the effect of Jesus wasn't the effect of a madman. Instead, he changed millions for the good. And everyone that Jesus encountered was changed. And no one and nobody that encountered Jesus remained the same. What if we did that? If we only spoke the word of God, that we only spoke out of love, that we only lived to serve others, if we did that, people would change. But to be a pastor today in a lot of ways is to be a madman, to stand against false doctrine, to stand against a world that is endlessly dark and broken, to believe the word of God, to stand at the gates of hell preaching the gospel of Christ. You cannot be sane and be a pastor. The call of a pastor is a call to death, death of self, death of personal desires the call of a pastor is to lay down one's life the call of a pastor is to walk totally different from the world the call of a pastor is the call to be a madman i mean he did hire kira and i so something's clearly wrong up there but the call of a pastor is that to walk totally different from the world to look insane to those that are of the world and in the world, to preach the gospel day in and day out, to believe the gospel day in and day out, to lay down one's life for others day in and day out, we thank you. And now John uh, 10, 22 and 23, now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem and it was winter and Jesus walked in the temple of Solomon's porch, these verses uh, set the stage And this was the feast of dedication, Hanukkah, and the redemption of the temple. And it was winter, and it was storming. Hopefully, it wasn't storming like it was in North Dakota last year. But Jesus is just walking through the temple. And then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. That Jesus was just walking through the temple when he was ambushed. He wasn't teaching. He wasn't whipping people, healing someone. He was just walking through the temple. And this was not a friendly encounter. And the Pharisees had a question, how long will you keep us in doubt if you are the Christ tell us plainly. And oh boy, did he tell them, but they refused to listen to the teachings of Jesus, but they hoped to blame Jesus for their unbelief. That's like us saying, I haven't read my Bible consistently or I haven't gone to church in three months and blaming God for being distant. Or me telling Kira, you didn't tell me that, and her instantly telling me three times that the three examples when she told me exactly that. And I was just happened to be in my empty box. But Jesus uh, responds to this question uh, from the religious leaders. He says, I told you and you do not believe. He said, I told you that I am the one who came from heaven. I told you whoever believes in me has eternal life. I told you I am the unique son of God. I told you I will judge humanity. I told you all should honor me as they honor God the Father. I told you the Hebrew scriptures all speak of me. I told you I perfectly reveal God the Father. I told you I'll always please God and never sin. I told you I'm uniquely sent from God. I told you before Abraham was, I am. I told you I am the son of God prophesied by Daniel. I told you I will raise myself from the dead. I told you I am the bread of life. I told you I am the light of the world. I told you I am the door and I told you I am the good shepherd you see Jesus is saying how much more clear can I be he was not being unclear on who he was or what he came to do it was their unbelief their idea of the Messiah and what he was supposed to look like that got in the way of their belief and don't let your idea of God or of Christ get in the way of believing in the one true God. And Jesus continues, but you do not, in John ten twenty six through 30 says, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand, and I and the Father are one. So he says, you do not believe me because you are not my sheep. Talk about a sucker punch. They wanted Jesus to tell them plainly, and oh boy, did they get more than they bargained for. He said to them, "Not only are you not true shepherds," and John uh, ten nine, he said, "You are not even uh, true sheep, because the Messiah's sheep believe and hear the voice of God. So how do we become sheep of the Messiah?" We hear and believe the Word of God. That's it. That's the answer. Salvation equals hear and believe. And belief does lead to action, but action does not divine salvation. That Jesus gives us eternal life and that that we shall never perish. That Jesus gives us eternal life. That it's a gift and we do not earn it, we do not deserve it. It is not by our actions that we are saved, but by belief in the word of God. That And our eternal life never ends. Our physical life will end, but our eternal life will never end. And he says, neither shall anyone snatch them from my hand. You see, it's safe in the Good Shepherd's hands. We are secure in the hands of the Good Shepherd, and there is security in salvation. Uh, Two weeks ago, we talked about the security of uh, salvation on Wednesday night Bible study, and I grew up believing uh, that if you were to sin right before you die, that salvation was... Loss, that it was that, yes, Christ saves you, but if you sin and you don't have time to repent, uh, you're doomed uh, to hell. What kind of life is that? One of fear and anxiety, where we feel like an ant under a microscope, where Jesus or God is just waiting for us to screw up. We have security and safety in the hands of the Father. He said, neither shall anyone snatch them from my hand. How can... You lose in one sinful action that which you can never gain from a million righteous acts. That salvation is through hearing and believing the Word of God. That is faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ that we are saved. That belief does lead to action and living like Christ absolutely, but it is not by which we are saved. We are saved by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ, and we cannot be taken from the hands of the Father. We are safe and we are secure in the hands of the good shepherd. That your salvation is held in his hand and no one can snatch you from them. And I'm going to close by reading Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, that this would be our prayer, our sure salvation, our confidence that the good shepherd will protect us, will lead us, will love us and hold us throughout all our lives. And it says, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor anything created shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, that we are safe in the hands of the Good Shepherd, that salvation is only by believing and hearing the word of God that we can be close and sure and safe in the hands and the pen of the good shepherd who lays at the door. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Pastor Justin. We thank you for his family. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for the ultimate good shepherd that leads all good shepherds, that that you came as a model for us to, to be good shepherds, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for the gift of salvation that we cannot earn it. We cannot deserve it. We cannot by any million righteous acts earn our salvation, but it is by hearing and believing the word of God. And we thank you for your grace and mercy through the gift of your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Apple.
2: Can you hear me? You can probably hear me without it. I'm so sorry. I was voluntold to make the presentation. So, oh, there it is. (laughs) Panic there for a minute. Um, I wish that we could pay you both. I don't want to cry. I'm not a crier. I don't care. Um, Wish we could pay y'all what you're worth, but there's not enough money in the world. We know that shepherding a flock is a lot of responsibility, and we realize that that weighs heavy on you Sometimes. But we could not be, and I know I speak for every person in this room, we could not be more grateful for the love that we feel from you, for the commitment that we feel from you, and that we know that no matter what comes our way or what happens, that you've got our back, that you are fighting off the very wolves that these boys have talked about, that you lay in the mud to protect us. And we're grateful. And we know that that's hard. And we know that God put that mantle on you. And we know that he is going to continue to strengthen that. And your reward in heaven because of the sheep that you flow Shepherd hearts is going to be great, both of you. So we want you to take this. It's it's, it's a date package. It's a hotel and gas and a little shopping money and movie passes and a... um a gift card to a wonderful restaurant. And we want you two to go and not think about the sheep. We'll be okay. You can put a padlock on us or something. Uh, Leave Brian and Logan in charge. That'll teach them, huh? But we want you to go and enjoy and think about how much that we love y'all and how grateful we are for you.
0: I'm not going to, yep, uh, I'm not going to try and top that. Uh, we have a, we have a video that we're going to play, and then we're going to do a love offering for our amazing pastor and his beautiful, beautiful wife. Um, uh, and then as the video plays, you guys can just come up, and then we have the, it's over there, it's over here this time, um, the plate for the love offering. So you can go ahead with it, folks, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Could we call Pastor and his wife up here in Logs and Connor? We're going to pray over you. And then at the council, you'd come up and gather behind them. And then after that, anybody who wants to come up and we're just going to pray over the family. gather round. Father, we come to you. I'm just going to anoint Pastor Justin. Pray over him right now. Father God, we just are so thankful that this man is a gem, a treasure in your kingdom, that you have anointed him to fight the battle against the enemy for us and lead us and guide us. Preach the truth and the word at that pulpit each and every Sunday, knowing the devil is attacking him with what to do and what to say, but yet he presses on forward, Lord. We're so thankful for that courage and that strength. Lord, I pray strength over him. Protect his heart, Lord Jesus, as we go through this, Lord. Just put the armor of God around him from Ephesians and protect his heart and protect his mind, Lord, and just bring clarity and strength to him that he needs to lead us, his sheep, in this church pray of you in Beulah, North Dakota, Lord, just continue to let him grow as a pastor, to lead us. He is so anointed. Some of the things that I have seen him pray over people at Winterfest and at camp meetings and in the altars at this church, Lord, are just miraculous. He is, has such an anointing. Thank you, Jesus, for that anointing. Thank you for him in our lives. Lord Jesus, continue to provide strength in him. Anoint Mama J, Lord. Pray over her and bless her. I'm so thankful of all the things that she does that people don't always see in this church. Lord, from running around and getting food and activities and crafts for the little ones and just growing that program to praying over each and every one of us all the time that we don't see behind the scenes. Lord, she is there fighting just as hard as Pastor Justin is For each and every one of us to spread your word in the kingdom, Lord, taking care of all the kids and all the teens and all the adults. Or sometimes we act like children too, (laughs) but she is there, Lord, always there for us, watching over us, Lord. She's such a good woman, Lord. Protect her heart and protect her mind. Wrap her in the armor of God. For Connor, Lord, we just pray over Connor right now and for Loges. We're so thankful that they are here Logan does such an amazing job that just goes unappreciated in that back booth many days, and has just been so spot on with the sound and with the slides and all the things that he does to make our service run flawless. We're so thankful for his gifts. And Connor, thank you for your smile. You're always got just such a snappy dresser. We just appreciate all those little things that you do, just running around here smiling and praying over us too, and and just being willing to do whatever your parents ask you to do. Thank you for being obedient to them and to Jesus. Lord, we just want to wrap up with this family, the countrymen. Lord, we're so thankful that they are here. We're so thankful for them to be our pastor, Lord. Thank you for all the things they do for each and every one of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to be seated, we'll just close in, in prayer and get to our potluck, because I'm sure that's all cooking good back there. Okay. All right, don't forget we got potluck in the back. Soon as we're done here, we'll just wrap up in prayer. Lord, as we, as we begin to, to close our service, I'll thank you again for the countrymen and all the things that they do in our church, little things and big things. We're so grateful that you brought them here to minister with us to grow your kingdom here in Beulah and in North Dakota and in the north central region. Lord, one thing we did not do to yet today was to pray for Israel and so we need to just spend a little bit of time praying for that. Lord, bring some comfort and some peace there. That is a tricky political situation. Lord, and your people, the Jewish people that live in Israel are your people. We came from them as Gentiles. Help us to stand united with them. To stop the terrorist activities, the murder of innocent people, your people, Lord. And war is never a good thing. There's always death and destruction on both sides. Help the leaders, the political leaders, make the right decisions, Lord, so that there's not so much death, that this conflict can be resolved and that there can be peace over there in the Middle East. Protect your people, Lord. Protect us, your people, also here in America. Help us stand united with those people, Lord. We thank you for this day. Let's go forth and put blessings upon each and every family, each and every person that is here and your extended families that are not here, Lord. Just put blessings upon each and every one of us. Heal our hearts. Give us your strength that Jesus has to walk in true faith each and every day. We pray in your name, Jesus, amen. All right, you may be dismissed. Make sure you love on those guys as you're here today and get some good food,
2: amen.